Amen and amen. You can go ahead and take your seats, man. It's exciting to be in the house of God. You ever been, let me see, how can I put this? Have you ever been happy in one sense and nervous in the other sense, but you can't figure out which one you are? You ever been there? Well, that's how I am right now. But anyway, we'll go ahead and go on tonight. Um, as Pastor Richard said, it was a, it's a pleasure to be here in Norwalk, California, ministering to you guys tonight. Um, man, this invitation, I really counted a blessing. I really counted an honor. I really counted a privilege. Thanks for your hospitality. Thank you for just welcoming me, our family, and our church family from San Pedro. God's been doing some new things in San Pedro and some good things. God's been, and this is a part that we don't really like, God's been actually pruning what he needs to prune. And you know, you have a plant that's filled up, looks good, but at the same time, there's no growth. There's nothing going on, right? So what God does, he goes in and he begins to chip and he begins to cut those leaves. So when you, that full plant that you've once seen, now it's this little furrowed up plant. But guess what? Once it gets pruned, once it gets back healthy, then it blossoms. And I think that's what God's going to do today. I think that's what God's going to do in the house of God. I think that's what God's going to do here in Norwalk. And I think that's what God's going to do in San Pedro. God is on the move. Keep your eyes open. Let me tell you something. Blue blockers can't help you. <laughs> Blue blockers can't help you with this. Keep your eyes. Keep your mind focused on Jesus. Okay. So, yes, we've been in San Pedro for about 27 years. Me and my lovely wife, we just celebrated our 25-year anniversary this past November. I only shot once, and I made a home run one time. You know, I've always told myself, you know, when I, when I grew up or when I became a, a young man, I've always told myself, no kids, no marriage. When you give your life to God, something happens. God gives you what you really don't want because he knows that's what you need. So now he's giving me four beautiful kids. My daughters, they're even keel, they're mellow. My son, that's another story. He's a spark plug. He keeps us on our toes and he keeps us going, but he's such a blessing, such, such a blessing. San Pedro, thank you guys for coming out to support us tonight. Thank you guys very much. Let me put my little cheaters on here so I could actually see you and I could see what I'm doing here. So tonight, um, we're doing a series, and tonight what I want to do is I want to talk about stewardship, not only stewardship, but God's plan for blessing and increase. And I think I've already gave you kind of a little introduction to it. And if you look around, I know in the, in the San Pedro Church, what's been happening is we've been having people that have, have come back two years out. Matter of fact, we had that happen this Sunday. One lady came back after being out two years, said she needed to find her way back home. She found her way back home. There's another incident where this one young lady, she had been watching me and my wife's life for about 27 years. But she was watching not from close, but she was watching from afar. And once she realized that me and my wife were pastoring the church, she came back. And I think I shared this with Pastor Richard. She wrote her a big old long text about how good, how gracious she was to see us pastoring the church, and she finally gave her life to Christ. 
She finally gave her life to Christ. And you know, the interesting thing is that she remembers the date, the place, and the time. Not only that, she, was, she, was really, she really wanted to meet with my wife to open up, to tell her where she really was. And she's been coming ever since. So God is already moving, and God is already doing something. All we have to do is keep going forward. So let me go ahead and go on. Excuse me for a second here. So stewardship and the blessings thereof. So let's start with this. There's always benefits when we, when we are good stewards. Of whatever the resources that God's given us, there's always going to be benefits. Now, when we manage things that God gives us in a positive sense, in the right way, God increases those blessings in your life. Let's make it a little personal. If, if you gave someone your checkbook with $100,000 on it, and you saw that they were managing it pretty well, a lot of times you would go ahead and put that trust into them, right? If you gave them that checkbook on the other hand, and you saw that $100,000 just dwindled down little by little, and they were just living frivolously and wild, you're less likely to give them more, right? That's the same thing when, when God blesses us with things. That's the same benefits that God wants to see. He, sometimes he gives you things to test and see what's your motive and what's your heart behind when he gives you those things. Benefits, when you have a good job, you have good benefits. When you have, no, no, no pun intended, when you have a McDonald's job, you might have cheap benefits. But when you have a good job, you have good benefits. There are real good benefits. You can afford things, but McDonald's, you can't. Right? Let's take, for instance, a basketball coach. He has, he has all these star players, but he has to manage their time on the court, right? He can't give the time just to one guy, but he has to manage those things, you know. And it gets tough sometimes to manage things. It gets really tough. You have, to do, you have to become a juggler, right? So let me tell you something. And these benefits in them of themselves, they're not bad, but there's a lot of responsibility that comes when God gives you something and he wants you to, be, to manage it or become a steward of it. There's a lot of responsibility. So what I want to do with you tonight is I want to take a small little look and see what the Bible has to say about stewardship. Let me pray right now. Heavenly Father, I pray right now, Lord, that you would take control of this entire service, that you would captivate every mind, and that you would speak into every heart right now, God, and, Lord, if we're good stewards, God, I pray, Lord, that you would bless us above and abundantly, God. And if we lack in this area of stewardship, God, I pray, Lord, that you would help us to get back on track, Lord, so, that, Lord, that we can receive more of your blessings or more of your, more of your blessings in that area of stewardship, God. I pray, Lord, for an increase in you and a decrease in me, God. Use me as your ambassador tonight, God. Speak to your people what it is that you want to speak. In Jesus' mighty name, and we all say tonight. Amen and amen. If you can, turn your Bibles over to Luke chapter number 6, verse 29, and we'll go to 38. So this is where Jesus, what he's doing is he's teaching how to live a lifestyle of giving. Because you know, Jesus was the prime example of one that lived a lifestyle of giving. Because everywhere he went, he gave. He gave. And not only did he give you 
part of himself, but he gave all of himself. He gave all of himself for all of our benefit and all of our sake. So tonight, Luke chapter 6, verse 29 and 38 to 38, it says this in 29. It says, if someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you. And if anyone takes what belongs to you, don't demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. Verse 32, if you love those who love you, what credit is it to you? Even sinners love those who love them. Verse 33, and if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. Verse 34, and if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies, do good to them, and you will be children of the Most High because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Verse 36, be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Verse 38, give, and it will be given to you. This is the part we like. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will your plates be. No, shaken down, running over will be poured into your laps. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. A lot to be said in there. I think the last verse we like, shaken down. Pressed together, running over. Kind of like when we go to a buffet, we want our plate to be running over. Right? You like that, right? You don't go, for, you don't go to a buffet for a, a, a McDonald's-sized cheeseburger, do you? You go, for, you go to a buffet to eat. Or can I say this word? I hope it's not a bad word to, to pig out. Is that a bad word? <laughs> I hope I can say that. See, the Word of God teaches both you and I about how to live successfully, a successful life, and also tells us what the missing piece is in most Christians' lives. And you know what that missing piece is? Stewardship. Everybody say stewardship. That is the missing piece. So, how to manage things correctly when God gives it to you? See, when you manage things correctly, what I want you to understand is that when you manage things correctly, you got to expect positive results. And those positive re results from God is he's going to give you more. When you manage things negatively, negatively, don't expect anything more than what you already have. Let me give you a quick little story about myself. When I first got saved, you know, uh, I had my very own business, right? You guys will follow me right now. I had my very own business. It was one that I really couldn't advertise too much. You guys, you guys following me now, huh? It was one that I really couldn't advertise too much because I didn't want to alarm those that were given to us to protect and serve because they would become to serve me. So what I ended up doing is I ended up Giving all that up when I gave my life to Christ. 
And this is, thank God for that. This is how bad I wanted my life to change. You know, going from a deluxe apartment in the sky down to a single apartment with a closet, a so-called closet, gave all that up. So I end up taking a job for $4.25, right? That's a lot of money, huh? Not. It wasn't, especially when you're used to making money. So from there on, what I began to do, God blessed me with that job. I looked at it as that way. I was faithful to that job. But not only was I faithful to that job, I was faithful with that $4.25 an hour job with my tithes, my offering. I was faithful with that. So every single time that I said, you know what, God, I got to do better than this. God elevated my job that much more. Faithful in a little bit, God's able to bless you with much. Right? So can I tell you one thing? It went from $4.25, went to 8 bucks went to $16, went to 20 some dollars. And can I tell you, 27 years later, guess what? My wages are still going up. They've never decreased. They've never went down. Me, uh, no, uh, me a nobody in the world, thinking, man, how can I ever make 40 plus dollars? Well, I'll tell you what, be faithful in a little bit. God will make you ruler over much. That's the answer to that. See, manage what God gives you the right way, and he gives you more. He increases your blessings. Become a steward of God's blessings, and he will bless you with more. How many of you guys want to be blessed today? See, the fact is that we can be rivers instead of a reservoir. The reason why we want to become rivers and not reservoirs because we want God to do things or flow through us. We want God to begin to use our lives to reach other folks. This is one of the reasons why we want to become a river. So the question I have for you tonight, or the question is, is how do we develop a lifestyle of giving? How do we develop a lifestyle of giving? You know how we develop a lifestyle of giving? Totally give yourself to God. I know you guys look for heavy, heavy. That was heavy. You guys might say, whew, man, that was heavy. I was waiting for the punchline. Well, I just gave you the punch. You just didn't feel it. But I gave it to you. I gave it to you. Give yourself totally to God. When somebody came to you and they said, hey, have you ever accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Guess what? You didn't flip out any money. You might have said no. You might have said yes. But the moment you said yes, you didn't give Jesus Christ money. You gave him your total self. Here's the problem. Once you give your life to Christ and he starts to bless you, guess what? We start to do this. Or we start to take a step back and we start to keep things that God's given us and we start to hoard them ourselves. Uh-oh. Hello, operator. Hello. See, true stewardship doesn't start with what you put in the offering. 
tonight, Sunday, but it starts when you and I begin to totally give ourselves to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's when it starts. See, Paul was talking to the Corinthians concerning the churches out of Macedonia. And he said some interesting things about this church. If you turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 8, number four, uh, verse number 4. The interesting thing he said about this church is this. He said, they gave according to their abilities. Now, each and every one of us in here can give according to our abilities. That's easy, right? Easy to give according to our abilities or what we're able to give or what we can afford. So we can give the bare minimum, status quo. You know what? I'm not going to give more than brother so-and-so. I'm not going to give more than sister so-and-so. I'm going to keep it right there. They gave according to their ability. But guess what? He thought about it for a minute. He said, hmm, ah, guess what? They didn't only give according to their ability, but they gave above and beyond what they were able to give. They gave more than what they were able to give. Way, way more. Now that should stand out to you, and that should stand out to me. Because remember, back in the days, they weren't, make, they weren't making uh, six figures on jobs. They didn't have all the luxuries that we have now. They didn't have all the bells and whistles that we have now on our houses, on our cars, everything that we get. You got bling bling for phones. You got bling bling everywhere. They didn't even know what bling was. But we know what it is. So how can you and I give above and beyond what we're able to give? Here it is, here it is again. Let me hit you with this again. They were able to do that because you know why? They totally, they gave themselves totally to God. They gave themselves totally to God. Everything that they had, they realized it's not mine anyway. It belongs to God. Whatever I got, it, became, it, got, it came from him. They just received it and they gave it back out. Sometimes God gives us stuff to see what we're going to do with it. How are we going to use it? How are we going to manage these things? Stewardship begins in our lives with lordship, surrender, consecration to God. Until that happens in our lives, nothing else will happen if we, if we don't get past or understand this part. See, the first thing you and I gave to God was not our money, but we gave our lives. We gave our lives. And guess what? We gave our lives. But before we gave our lives, he gave his life for our lives, for us. The first thing you and I gave when we accepted Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior is we gave him our, ourselves totally and completely. Everything you and I have right now, it comes from the Lord. So, what's sad about this whole little thing of stewardship when God gives you something is guess what? Most Christians never learn these principles. You know, you heard the principle of reaping and sowing. A lot of times we don't understand that. We don't get that. We don't practice that. That's not for me. That's for you. 
That's how we go, right? So in saying that, what happens if we get that mindset is we miss out on financial blessings that God wants to bless us with. We miss out on spiritual blessings that God has for us, and we miss out emotionally. We miss out because we have not learned these principles. Why do we get this mindset? Because one thing, we've never given everything over to God. We still hold on, th- hold on to things. We still hold on to things. You ever met that kid that, you know, it's your son's toys. He comes to your house, he picks it up, and all of a sudden, his mind. Everything is mine. Even though you live there, it's your toys. When he, it's mine. Don't touch it. And if the other kid touches that toy, he might get five fingers across the face, right? You guys seen that, right? Or maybe it was some of you. Hmm. Mm-hmm. We know. See, what you got to understand is ingratitude is a very, very dangerous thing to have operating in our life. What it causes both you and I to do is become possessive when God blesses us. We become possessive. This is mine. Nobody touches it. Don't eat in my car. Don't even breathe in my car. Don't roll down the window unless you check. Don't even do it. Because if you do it, I'm going to put you out at the next bus stop. You can call Uber, and you can do whatever you want. But this right here, this is mine. Are you sitting on my car? Really? Really? Well, we get like that when God blesses us. Oh, yeah, we claim the blessing, but we don't use it like God's given us to us for his honor and his glory because we possess, we possess it ourselves. God gives us the health. God gives us the strength to get the, the resources that we have or the things that we, that we come in contact with. We must understand that we own nothing. Everybody say, we own nothing. But we got to live like we own nothing, right? Especially when it comes to God blessing us. We got to live like that. You know, I was, I was telling the church in San Pedro, matter of fact, I always tell them, hey, walk, if you talk the talk, walk the walk. Don't talk the talk and not walk the walk. Don't do that. Talk the talk and walk the walk. Live how you're supposed to live. Live a life that's pleasing to God. Live a life that's pleasing to God, I said. Everything that you and I have right now is a gift from God. Every single thing we have, the life that we have, the breath that we're breathing is is from God. You know, our work companies didn't give us that, but God gave us that. God gave us the breath. See, if you and I are going to develop the lifestyle of giving the way the Bible tells us to, it starts with total consecration and lordship. We have to let God not only be our Savior, but we have to have him as Lord of our lives. Lord of our lives. We need to be directed by God. What must we do? This is what we must do. We must ask God to provide your needs and my needs. Well, you say, well, Pastor Tim, what do you mean by that? Well, turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6, verse 11. 
This is in the Lord's Prayer. What do you mean you got to ask God? Well, listen at this. When Jesus taught us to pray, he said this. He said, give us today our daily bread. Give us today our daily bread. That's all you and I have time for. That's all we need is our daily bread. That's all we have is today. If we get another day, praise God. Thank you, God. Thank you for another day of grace. Thank you for another day of mercy. God provides our daily bread every single day. You know, every single time that I wake up and I can smell the cold air in the morning, first thing I do before I go into the bathroom, before brushing my teeth, I get up, open those eyes. Thank you, Jesus, for another day. He gets the honor and the glory before I even start. That's how he should be. I don't get up in the morning, go press the coffee pot, because I don't drink coffee anyway, guys. But anyway, I don't do that. I've been doing this for so long, I continue to do it. Not out of being religious, but this is how we should start our day. Giving thanks to God. Giving thanks to God. Giving praise to God. And say, Lord, all I need is my daily bread today. If anything else comes, praise God. All praises to you. Thank you for the extra, God. Because he doesn't have to do it. See, God wouldn't ask you and I to ask him to meet our needs if he wasn't going to meet it. You know, the Bible says this. It says you have not because you ask not. And when you ask, you ask with an unbelieving heart. Have you ever asked God for anything and said, well, God, maybe you can, maybe you can. No, come to me, ask me, and I'll meet your need. He wants to meet your physical need. He wants to meet your spiritual need. He wants to meet your emotional need. That's the type of God we serve. See, God's not going to play this game. He loves me. He loves me not. He's going to do it. He's not going to do it. He's not going to do it. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. Do you believe when you ask, is he going to do it? Do you believe that he's going to do it? Do you believe that he can do it? Nacho Libre, you can do it. You guys remember that? Yes, God can do it. He can do it, guys. He can do it. Yes, he can. And you know, even that guy in Nacho Libre realized that the chips, it's the Lord's chips. You guys remember that? It was the Lord's chips. He knew he got blessed, but he said it's the Lord's chips. Even he had his daily bread. That's just a little joke for you guys. See, the Apostle Paul one time said this in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Can you turn there with me? It may be up on the screen. He said this. He said, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, presenting your request to God. Presenting your request to God. See, what Paul is saying is everything in your life, present your request to God. Present your request to God. Are you sick? Present your request to God. 
you need financial blessing, present your request to God. You have unsaved family members, present your request to God. You're going through something mentally, present your request to God. Present your request to God. I think we don't do that enough. I think we go everywhere else except to God who can meet every need that we have. I really think so. So, what we need to do is we need to come to God, we need to pray to God, and we need to ask God to, for what? To meet our needs. To meet our needs. And guess what? He will meet your needs if you ask him. Another thing we need to do is if you and I are going to receive what God has for us, we must be generous in our giving. We must be generous in our giving. Are you generous in your giving? You know, when I first got saved, I was one that, even before, when I was in the world, I had this one friend. I'm telling you guys another story in my life because these all apply. I had this one friend, and, you know, I was always into buying new clothes. And this friend, man, I, I think, man, I don't know if he was a leech or a friend. The reason why I'm saying that is because this, everywhere I went and I bought, when I bought everything, always bought him everything. And he was always right there. Yeah. We're going to go here today? When he started asking, I'm like, wait a minute. This guy using me, man. <laughs> it wasn't that. But I didn't realize that at the time. But guess what? I was already practicing gen being generous right then and there. Because most of the time, you know, when you're in the world, everything is for you. You're doing everything for yourself. And you got to buy your own stuff. But I was practicing gener uh, generosity way back when. And guess what? My generosity has not changed since. I just took it from the world, and I applied it to my Christianity, and it's been on and on and on and on. And think about this. I want you guys to think about this. My generosity, right? When people were, were trying to be generous back to me, I didn't know how to take that. I didn't know how to take that. I didn't know how to accept that. Because I've always been one to say, hey, you know what? Let me do this. Hey, you know what? Let's go here. I'm going to pay for everything. And you know what? I still do that today. But now, if you want to bless me, go ahead. Bring it on. I'll take it. I'll take it now. Bring it. I know how to do it now. Before, I was like, no, 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 no. And people are like, okay. You know what? Okay, fine. But now, I know how to take it. Someone said, hey, when people want to bless you, don't tell them no. Because that's, God, that's, their way, that's the way of God blessing you back. I said, hmm, I got it now. But yes, generosity is a good thing to have operating in your life, especially if you and I are good stewards or Christians or people of God. See, what God does not bless is a miser. That means God does not bless a stingy person. Don't look at the person next to you. Don't look at your wife. Don't look at the person in back of you. Look at yourself and ask yourself this question. Am I stingy? Hmm. Ask yourself that question. Because the God we serve, he wasn't stingy one, good, one time at all. Never. We're to be Christ-like, right? We're to be those people that give. 
We're, we're to be those people that show generosity, just as Jesus showed generosity towards us. Hey, listen at this. The Bible says this. Although we were yet sinners, Christ did what? Die for us. Generosity. Generosity. Listen. One of the benefits of being a lifestyle giver is this. It puts material wealth into a biblical perspective. When we're, when we're generous, the way the Bible says, material things, they don't really matter as much as you being generous, as you giving it away. You know, I remember one time when I first got saved, I had about, <laughs> this, is, this blows my mind, and every time I, I tell people this, it blows my mind because how many know that we serve a God that continues, continually blows your mind? He continues to blows your, blow your mind. But God adds increase, right? God adds, adds blessings. I had five cars at one time, all at the same time. You're like, man, were you hoarding cars? No, I wasn't. I wasn't even asking for these things, but they were coming. They were such good deals. But listen to what I did. I turned around and gave some of those cars away. You know why I gave some of those cars away? Some people in our church didn't have cars. And then outside of that, man, I don't want to pay all that insurance for all those cars. I said, man, let me get rid of some of these things. So, you know, I ended up giving some away. But let me tell you one thing. Give it away, and God gives you something better. Give it away, and God gives you something better. God gives you something more. Give, and it shall be given. See, material wealth falls into a biblical focus and perspective that, did, that if we hadn't had the right mindset, if we weren't these generous people, would definitely be chasing material wealth and material gain. You know, where I work, there's guys, they make six figures, things like that. We had a guy, he just recently passed away from COVID. And uh, one of the things that was interesting about this guy, I didn't know him very well, but I heard a lot about him from uh, guys who work in his department, is that this guy would make six figures every single year. Had a lot of material wealth. But he didn't have Jesus Christ in his life, and we, could get, we can become the same way. Had plenty of money, but he couldn't enjoy the fruits of his labor. That's not what God wants for you and I. God wants us to be generous, and God wants us to enjoy the fruit of our labor. He chased material things so much, material goods and money so much, him and his family would be out at Disneyland. The job would call him and say, hey, we got to leave now. Wow, cold thing, right? The kid's like, man, I can't even see Ronald, Mc not Ronald McDonald. <laughs> I can't even see Donald Duck or Mickey Mouse. You mean I got to go now? Yes, I got to go to work. So what he did was he passed away and he left all that to someone else. Chasing vain things is not good for us. We have to have balance. Look at your Bibles with me. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. See, this is... For you and I, and if we continue to do this, we will be blessed. This is what it says. It says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Jesus himself has said, I'll meet your needs if you put me first. I'll meet your needs if you put me first. 
There's been plenty of times me and my wife wanted to go on vacation, but we put God first. And guess what? Our vacation after we did go, it was doubly blessed. Doubly blessed every single time. Were we upset? Were we angry? Yeah, but you know what? Anything for the glory of God, anything that God wants us to do, we'll do. We will do. How many times have you and I prayed and asked God to bless, our, bless us financially, but we find ourselves robbing God? Ooh. Yes. Because we want our needs met first. And then, God, I'll go with you when I have time. No, 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 no. Seek ye first. Everybody say, seek ye first. Seek God first. Can I encourage you to seek God first? Can I tell you something? It works. Can I tell you that God works? You're not in good hands with all say, but you're in good hands with God. You're in good hands with God. As I start to bring this to a close tonight, let me, let me share this with you. Our problem is we want our needs met without putting God first. We want our needs met without putting God first. You know what's the interesting part about this whole thing? We want those things. But you know what? The God we serve, he's so mad. Oh, my gosh. He's so merciful. He's so kind. He still gives it to us. He still blesses us anyway. You ever give your kids something that they really didn't deserve? Yes. Hello. God's given us so much that we really didn't deserve, right? Right? But he still gives it to us. Man, I could actually stop right there and have an altar call now just on that. See, you see, first thing God does is he gives to you and I. And then he wants us to volunteer to give it back. Volunteer to give it back. And see, when we give it back to him, he says, okay, now I'll meet your needs. Now I'll meet your needs. You know what this does also? It teaches us that giving should be, should not be separate from our behavior. See, when you give anything to God or you do anything to God, make sure your attitude is right. And here you go, God, take that. You ever gave a gift like that? Pretty cold, pretty cold. But what I'm saying is when you give to God, make sure your heart is right. Make sure your attitude is right. Not only with God, but make sure your attitude and your heart is right with your fellow man. Make sure that's right. Because your attitude and your giving should be right, but your relationship should be right as well. Those things should match. One shouldn't be different than the others. Let me move on here. Another thing it does when we, when we develop this lifestyle of giving, it gives you and I victory over material things. Those things really don't matter anymore. You know what? All I want is you. All I want is you, Lord. That matters to me. Material gain means nothing. But all I want is you. My life is not my own. I give my life to you. I give my life to you. And in doing that, it makes you and myself happy.
Let me move on. I want to I close with this quote here. Martin Luther said this. He says, I have many things in my hands, or I have many things in my hand. I have lost them all. But whatever I have placed in God's hands, I still possess. I still possess. I still possess. See, when you put things in God's hand, it lasts. When we take things out of God's hands, now we're looking for, man, where am I going to do get the next? Let God worry about where you're going to get your next need or where you're going to get things met. Last but not least, when we become or develop this lifestyle of giving, it makes you and I more like God. When I become a giver in life, it makes me more like God. And the last thing is for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So let's have every head bowed and every eye closed tonight in reverence to God today.